you literally just commented. So I'm just confused. Is that me? Gonna, our next one probably popped up on this fucking for you page. Dude, a f I, I don't know. I just thought that shit was so funny. That's funny as fuck. I'm leaving that on the, all in there, by the way. Maybe some of it. That's funny. I don't know. Hey, guys. How we all doing? Oh, a little early. We good, though. We good, though. Oh, uh, what is up, everybody? Happy, what is it, Thursday? Happy Thursday, April 20th. It is 420 for all my tokers out there. We welcome you into the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. Solid, solid, solid show coming up for you. We will get into that in a couple moments. Uh, if you are, sorry, I'm pulling some shit up on the laptop here. I poke here. bears. This guy pokes bears, I don't apparently. respect nobody until they come and give me 40. You hear me? If anybody knows what that means. We will be discussing that quote when we get to Mr. Dylan Brooks. But if you are watching or listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, do us a big favor. Give us those ratings. And for our YouTube watchers, you know what to do. Like, comment, and subscribe so you do not miss out on any new videos. And for some of the newer uh, viewers to this podcast, if you are watching on YouTube, we do split these shows up into different segments so they're smaller and they're shorter form. Instead of if you can't sit there and watch the full hour long podcast, you guys did like a couple of those drones. Oh yeah, couple just gotta notify that. So if you if you can't sit there for the full hour, I, we fucking we don't blame Make sure you. You subscribe and put noties on. For yeah, because sure. we're posting but. we're posting clips every day as well. Big 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 show today. A lot to talk about. <coughs> of course, the drama. Jordan Spieth's choke once again. Tiger Woods getting surgery. Tua considering retirement. NHL playoffs. NBA playoffs. Tank and Ryan Garcia. The Phillies. Obviously, Dylan Brooks. We got so much to do. Uh, a lot of injuries in these in these uh, NBA playoffs. But let's start with Jordan Spieth. Damn! Like What's saw that? my man again. I'm like, bro. Saw my man again coming down the stretch. Can we say at least good for um? Good shit, Matt Fitzpatrick. Though yeah. I had seen him because I had seen him in the Masters. He was hanging on. He's actually playing good golf. Um. The entire weekend going into Sunday, especially. And I was like, damn, okay, it's good to see Matt. Like, at least playing his par golf, might have two sprinkle, two, three birdies. Let me get a top 10, top 20 finish. So I was like, all right, man, I see you. Did not expect him to win the art, to win the fucking very next tournament. But I see damn. Jordan Spieth, like, going into Sunday. I believe it was what? Mattress Patrick, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Cantlay, Scotty Scheffler. Was it Patrick Cantlay? Was he in the mix? Scott uh, Scotty was up there. And there was someone else that was notable that was up there with them. It was, it was, it was definitely. Matt, Jordan, Scotty was there. And I want to say it was Cantlay was the fourth one that was in the race. And I looked at that shit. I said, damn, okay, what's going to happen? And I said, you go to a playoff. And I'm like, Jordan Speech in the fucking playoff. We win these, right? We won it with one. I bet him in the playoff, too. It was Cantley, you're right. It and was Cantley? And yeah. Shoffley. Okay, okay. What were the odds when he got to the playoff? Um, Cantley I, and Shoffley. God damn. I actually took it after the first playoff hole when you missed that putt. Oh. Because I was saying that, like, I thought it was in, by yeah, the way. Yeah. But I took it after the first because I'm like, the value would have to drop. And Absolutely. it's a huge momentum swing. So, like, it's got to come down. It was, like, minus 135 at the beginning of the playoff. And then, like, it was minus 110 after. So I took that and then watched him miss another putt. <laughs> and then fucking Fitzpatrick <laughs> almost calls game from the fairway. Yep. And then we're, like, Obviously. sitting there, like, here we go. Speed really just cannot catch a break. This is now... Catch not the break, first time. Like fucking putt. Not the second time. This is now the third time on this show that we have to talk about Jordan Speed not being able to close. It's, it's actually insane. Putting. Putting. Is it our fault? 
Maybe, like, we have the bad juju. Maybe we should stop talking about Jordan Spieth. But then all you idiots are going to be in the comments saying talk about golf. So, uh, I mean, we're holding up our end of the bargain. What the hell? True. Jordan Spieth is holding up the end of the bargain for us. Okay, that's true. That's true. He gives us that T there. Yeah, but good win for, for uh, Fitzpatrick. And, again, that shot really almost calling game there. I knew it was over. Um, we just got to make putts. He's Sounds getting, like he's getting a little too. bigger. He's hitting the ball farther. I know. All of them. I are. like that for everyone. And remember, is, yeah. that's why they all want to fucking take the. Uh, they want to, you know, make them use different balls. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then there's no distance. Remember, Justin that. Thomas was all pissed off about that. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, still in the golf wood, another news Tiger Woods undergoing some surgery on his ankle from traumatic arthritis from his previous talus so, fracture. So is this, this is from obviously affects the Masters, right? Like, yeah, but this is also before that. Remember his like his, I mean, also just from the limb from the accident. I was gonna say so that so this, so this I'm, I just want to know if this had something to do with what like the just the mess of the Masters. You know that clip everyone saw of him limping with the rain and shit. Like did that affect and cause or is this that is just saying pre-planned like, to address his post-traumatic arthritis from his previous fracture. I bet cool. So as long as it's all part of the plan, he's not. He's only playing major, so fuck it. But. I mean, we got it's major season right the fuck now. When's the, it's the next one is the U.S. Open, right? And it's very soon. Uh, PGA Championships next. Next May eighteenth okay. to the twenty first. That's when we watch fucking JT and Willie Z go at it. Yep, fifteen million dollar purse. I like that. A lot of money involved. Uh, I hey, I shouldn't say this, but raising purses thanks to live. Absolutely. Absolutely, good looks. That's, that's a fact. Capitalism, that's how we love it's it. It's just a fact. Capitalism. Okay, nobody get mad at all the live haters out Capitalism. there. It's just, just a fact, everyone's, everybody. Everyone's all right? getting paid. Everyone's I'm getting paid. Just, I'm just stating the facts. Everyone's getting paid. Everyone's playing golf. Yeah. Quick stop <laughs> there. Um, okay, uh, on, on golf there, let's move over to the NFL things. Obviously, Jalen Hurts as well. But let's start with Mr. Tua. Considering retiring, talking with the family. Did you have... I mean, I you, thought that they were going to retire. Gotta th- yeah, I was gonna say, you got to think after you fucking knock your noggin that many times, you're going to think about sitting. In one season. Sitting down. Like, in a short week span. Got it, or at least someone in your family is going to be like, yo, you might want to sit down. Gee, like. Literally. It's crazy, though, how I just, like, the, you can't take the dog out the game, man. Yeah. I think he probably had some long nights. He really sat there and thought about that shit. But I think you just, when it's just you and the thoughts, bro, like, how can I just walk away from this? Like, I'm in my dream. Like, you really at a point where you're ready. Like, it, it sounds fucked, but like, he, he's probably really ready to die out there, bro. I mean, if he's stepping back after all that shit, you can pretty much validates it for me. But I saw, I mean, we saw the shit of him saying that he's working with, the, he's been working with a jujitsu coach to practice, like, not hitting his head, which I guess because they do that shit where they, like, like when they're about to get slammed and shit, they, like, like pull their neck up so they don't fucking snap their neck back. Right. So I guess that'll help him, but, like... I think you need to get bigger, homie, or something. I think he was just getting fucking whipped around, no? Like, yeah. I mean, Cameron Wolf's is the one that tweeted. That has a lot video. of big mother. I mean, it's only so much, so much you can do when the fucking three hundred pound motherfucker is swinging you. So I guess I don't know. Right. Not everyone can be Josh Allen. <laughs> Cameron Wolf on Twitter tweeting out this video saying, "Tua says that this is his health and life. He thinks this is what's best for him and his family." Obviously, because there's a shitload of money involved. hundred percent. But again, health and life, you know, we... I mean, everyone's set up if I just don't bang my head. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, though. This, obviously, you know, with DeMar Hamlin's situation as well, Absolutely. we can highlight that he's cleared and ready to go again, which is obviously amazing to hear. But both of those, as kind of shitty as it is to say, what happened to Tua, what happened to DeMar, really shined a lot of light on player health and safety. 
moving forward. And just the fucking, I think, I mean, that, that of course, but I think what it's, what it shined another light on was just the dangers of fucking football. Yeah. Like, just show people that shit really isn't just all fun and games out there with those, just with those guys. I mean, at any level, it's really not any fun and games, but especially with those motherfuckers at the highest level. Like, and just like, just some of the, I, I don't say don't scrutinize guys as much, but just remember what the fuck you're talking about, what those guys are out there doing. That's all I'll say. For sure. And over to your Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Bag. Getting a bag. Get signing bag. a five-year extension, $255 million. How much is that a guarantee? Uh, it's the deal includes $110 million fully guaranteed. How does that guarantee shit work? Does a guarantee shit get sprinkled into the the six million, thirteen million, so twenty one? What 30? I see here is Or the, is that sprinkled in or does he just get a fucking check one day for a buck seventy eight like so here? One ten like, fully guaranteed at signing the whatever. contract and one twenty six oh. and a half million fully guaranteed to the quarterback by March of twenty twenty four. So he gets 110 when he signs. Yeah, the deal included what I'm reading right here. The deal included 110 million fully guaranteed at signing, and then 126 and a half fully guaranteed to the quarterback by 2024. It's an AAV average annual value of a 51 million dollars per year. Now, something to take note as well. Congrats, you fuck. Can we get a clap it up for the young man? Congratulations. Hey, I saw a clip. I saw a clip of dog. Jason Kelsey talking about this, saying how proud he is, and saying some of like said some really really good things that I loved hearing from you know his offensive lineman, his guy in the trenches, saying he's obviously really proud of him, but he let his work do the talking. Hundred percent. And the road that he had, getting pulled in the natty chip by Nick Saban, then going to Oklahoma doing his thing, then when he got drafted, everyone's like, "Who is this guy? Why are we drafting him?" Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz is the guy. He was, you know, off a a, a damn near MVP season. The Giants game. Yep. And everyone's <laughs> like, "Who is this guy?" And then he takes over, let the work do the talking, and then he got his bag. So I think just a really oh, good story. Man. And we look at the salary he was cap. A, he was a competent defense away from a ring. That's also true. That's also true. Or a fucking or, <laughs> a right call or pl- a, a good field or plenty of things. Plenty, plenty or, of things. Or like maybe not being so outcoached in the second half. Right, yeah, but let's go over some salary cap numbers here from Adam Schefter. In 2023, the cap hits after the, the, the Giants $255 million on, extension. In 2023, cap hits for the Eagles are $6.15 million, And then 24, 13 and a half, 25, 21.1. 21.7, and then 26, so there's a lot of fucking 31.7. Now, but the catches is not killing us. Correct. Now, when you're looking at James Jones' deal with the Giants, ha. those numbers are drastically larger than what the Eagles are looking at. So in a sense of you know, extending your quarterback and doing a team value, I should say. Hey, it blows out the fucking water. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so that's the thing to take. Sorry, out. Dable. I like you and everything, but you got put into a shitty situation. That's that's you know that's the difference there. So uh, that uh, Hertz won't go over. Schefter also saying that uh, Jalen Hertz won't go over thirty-two million a season until twenty twenty-seven. That's which gigantic. is huge for what the with the I almost said the Phillies. What the Eagles so have is coming up. Yeah, Are they five hundred yeah. yet? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, that's why I'm like, we'll, we'll get there, everybody. <laughs> but huge for Jalen Hurts. Wait, so that poses the question that we were talking about before we came live. What's that? 
Obviously, Jalen Hurts is the guy, young quarterback at the NFC. I know this guy. You would never, you would. There's no other quarterback, young quarterback in the NFC you would rather have right now than Jalen Hurts. If you say no, just go in the bathroom, look at yourself in the mirror, and, remember, and then repeat it. Remember, you're a human being that has a brain that needs to work right now. Right. But over the next five years, who's the next quarterback out the NFC you would rather have than Jalen Hurts, young guy? Two names come to my my mind quickly. Well, three for real, yeah. but it goes down to two. I'm thinking Justin Fields, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance. Now, we could take probably Trey Lance off with the injury just because of that asterisk. Sorry, Trey. So, between Justin Fields and Brock Purdy, which young quarterback at the NFC would you rather have for the next five years? I'm taking Jay Fields every single day over Brock just for me, but we talked, and I think you have a little bit of different yeah, stance. Yeah, well, for, for a athletic standpoint, 100%. It's Justin Fields, pure athletic standpoint. Now, I'm going to say Brock Purdy here because of the role that he plays in the system, and he's able to lead a team down the stretch. And we saw that from Mr. Irrelevant, and he's able to lead a team there. And everyone's going to sit there and say, well, it's the 49ers. They had the best defense. They have Brandon Ayuk. They have CMC. They have all these weapons. He just had to come in there and be the guy and lead the team. Well, that's not so hard when you put it like that. It's still leading a team when, like, let's go before when Trey was hurt, bro. Well, let's look at what the what the record that the 49ers had. Really? Was it, what, did they get win 13 straight? Wasn't he? Exactly. And they won all those games, and they took them to the NFC Championship. Sturdy. That's Brock Purdy for you. So I think the e- everyone would say the easier decision to make is Justin Fields. But I'm saying as a guy that can fit into a system, and be a leader exactly in the mundo a guy that can fit into the system jimmy g looked like a hall of famer in that motherfucker exactly. now let me not hate on jimmy g now brock purdy first of all brock purdy was snapping i, I think brock purdy was having an out-of-body experience for three months i will make and a i think comparison. It's, i think it's extremely typical I, I tip my cap i will make a comparison. but if we go body of work for me body of work in a shit situation and if you just ever need a reminder of how this kid can spin the ball I mean, highlights can do justice, but you can just go watch an Ohio State game, and they're on they're on YouTube. You can go watch a game, see this guy spin the ball against good defenses. The next five years, I'm saying, in the next five years, I have Brock Purdy going like I got Brock Purdy going down like them crypto stocks, <laughs> falling off a cliff. Okay, and I got I got Jay Fields is like I mean 2017, 2018 Bitcoin, like he about to hit. Like, he, he might as well buy that. That's just what I think. I I will make a comparison from the system aspect. We're going to see, I think, a good comparison of this. We're going to see if Derek Carr can fit into that system in New Orleans. Yeah. And we can see, because you see all those videos, like, when people compare, like, statistics from each quarterback, and they'll be like, you know, in the last five seasons, would you rather have player A or player B? And they'll do those comparisons, and player A will be like, you know, a Josh Allen. And player B will be like a Derek Carr. But everyone's picking player B thinking it's not Derek Carr. And then it is Derek Carr. So it's not like Derek Carr's been bad. Just hasn't been really put into good enough situations. Yes, he got Devonta Adams. Defense is a little I rough. Saying, I was a Derek Carr respecter, believer, enjoyer. And then I watched last year. Yeah, and it was obviously <laughs> tough. And, I mean, we had him on our dynasty team. And we... we I should have added investor at that, too. But that goes to my point as well. We... Not only us, but a a lot of analysts as well, professionals, had Derek Carr having an elite year last year as well. Yeah. And he 
disappointed by a large margin yeah. for sure. So now getting out of that system, throw everything in Vegas down the drain. And you know, you're 30 at this point, <laughs> get to a new team, see if he, he falls into the system and becomes the leader that new Orleans needs. I like Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton. Come on, come on, come man. On. Don't disrespect my man Jameis like that, bro. Don't come do on. that, bro. Don't do come that. Come on. Bro. Don't do that. Just bro. saying. Don't do that, bro. Just saying. Don't do that. It it it's a, it raises a good question, and I think it's a fair comparison. No one has ever thrown for thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions, bro. Don't do my man Jameis <laughs> like that, bro. Don't do him like we're, that. we're we're dropping thirty. We're dropping best, thirty for thirty. The best by of way. all time, bro. He literally is one of a kind. Okay, over to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Words. Not too much to touch on here. The West is going crazy. A lot of unexpected things going on in the West. Edmonton. In game one, had that overtime uh, thought was the overtime winner. High sticking. They end up. They losing. gotta be going home, right? They suck at the crib. Like they don't win games at the crib. That's their they whole thing. They did give up home ice there. Um, not this. I'm not saying this series not going home, but like they have to be going home. Like yeah, yeah. If you, but got, again, if you can't win at the crib in NHL hockey, but, you're going to the fucking crib. But we look at at this team that should be. You know, you got Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl who led the league in points, number one. And two. Connor McDavid is the coach. Yeah, I mean. I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to hockey, but I watched that motherfucker. And I, I know that's the best motherfucker I've ever seen. I don't know about y'all. And people are gonna sit there and say, you know, you're we're sleeping on the Oilers and this and that. Honestly, I think the team that people are sleeping on the most is who they're playing in the first round is the Los Angeles Kings. Mm. If they can get through that, they're not gonna go far. The other Canada team that we should really be talking about is there's Toronto Maple Leafs. I truly think they're down. Aren't they down at one? Yeah, they lost. They lost seven three. <sighs> Uh, at home, and this is a team. <laughs> this is a team. <laughs> we talk about the Maple Leafs every year when it comes. To- every year, this is now a team out of out of the Toronto Maple Leafs that we're talking about being favored in the first round in back to back years against the same team, and they lost in seven last year to Tampa, and they're playing them again. When and, do when do so do, do they play tonight? Yeah, they're like minus one seventy, right? Uh, I can check. Cause the, cause the the Warriors Maple Leaf parlay might be the get back, the get back of the week, the get back of the week. I'm gonna have to take my shit, please. Yeah, here we go. Game two tonight. What's and the line? where the hell is this line? Why can't I see it? Toronto's minus one seventy. Get back of the week. Get back of the week. So you're taking Toronto. Or you're going Maple, Maple Leaf Warriors money line. Get back of the week. Okay. Book what? me. This is a team that last year you had the fans on board because don't hey, we can get Toronto, out of this we can me. get out of this playoff, you know, experience where we get into the playoffs and we lose in the first round. And then they lose in seven. And then the fans are devastated. And then they look even better this year. And then game one at home in Toronto, we lose seven three. And then the fans are like, Well, I'm done with the Leafs again. They got it. And I will tell I will tell you this though. I believe Austin Matthews will not want to be a Maple Leaf anymore if they get bounced in the first round. There's no way you can want to stay there. I mean, come on, dude. There's just bad juju. And then we obviously have the defending champs out of the Avalanche losing to the Kraken in game one. Yeah, that's crazy. Losing home ice for them. I mean, they lost to the Kraken like four or five times. Or like They've lost to them plenty yeah, of times. They plenty of times. And uh, the big one I want to <laughs> – two big teams real quick I want to highlight is obviously the Rangers and Devils series. Everyone's saying, well, leading into this series, the Devils are the better team. They're going to put up a good fight against the Rangers. They might bounce them, even though the Rangers have Kane, even though they made those moves with, with Tarasenko. Um, I will say, this goes to show the inexperience from the Devils in the playoffs. And everyone that's what everyone's going to say. Well, well just because the Rangers won 5-1, they immediately go just to give digs to the Rangers, not say that they, did, that they didn't play a good game. They're just like, yep, well, 
They're playing an inexperienced playoff team. So that uh, that outweighs 23 block shots. Igor Shosturkin, 5-1, to one, basically had a shutout until late in the third with a penalty, penalty shot goal by fucking Jack Hughes. But I don't see why we can't credit the defense, why we can't credit Igor Shosturkin, and say that the Rangers are going to coast through this series and they're going to go play Carolina again in the second round. And who, who I, I shouldn't say hopefully, but who might be playing Tampa or Toronto in the second round, but it probably would be would be Tampa, is the Boston Bruins. And they got bounced. Bounced last night. They going to lose to Tampa, bro. I'm telling you, this is what, what I said last week. Hey, they, they did the talk the talk in the regular season, but when you lose 6-3 at home and you lose home ice in game two against the fucking Florida Panthers who just squeaked their way into the playoffs... Which goes to show the pressure that the Bruins can't walk the walk. And I'll tell you what, any team, it's just like what the Warriors did. I made this same hey, thing when they had that big season. They 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 walked the walk. But you got a lot of pressure going into the playoffs when you have a record like that and you set you set NHL records. You make history. You got a lot of pressure coming in. You ain't violate. I thought she was about to violate. No. So that that is I'm I'm really eager to see. I wasn't really tapped into to game one at all because I'm like it's the Bruins. They're gonna they're gonna bounce them. They're gonna walk at right all. through them. And now we're one one going back to the to to Florida. So very excited to see that series. Uh, game two tonight for the uh, Rangers. If there's a game that the Rangers will lose in this series, it will be tonight. But I'll tell you what, game three at MSG. I think for the Knicks and the Rangers as well. Knicks playing the Cavs. The Rangers playing the Devils. I don't think the Devils players. The Devils fans, I don't think the Cavs fans and the Cavs players realize when they are coming to MSG on Friday night. You need to watch your mouth when you say Cavs players. I'm saying, but listen to what I'm about to say. <clears throat> you only exclude one guy from that. Um, Cavs players, Cavs fans, Devils fans, Devils players. Friday night, Knicks are at home. Saturday night for their first home playoff game. Saturday night, Rangers are home for their first playoff home game. I don't think these fans and players realize they have playing in the same arena, two fan bases, two teams in the playoffs at the exact same time. MSG is going to be more rowdy than we saw it last year when the Knicks were playing fucking. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. So I don't think (laughs) they're ready to hear the noise level. And I think on top of the defense that the Cavs played in game two, I think the crowd in Cleveland had a large think, factor in that I as think well. One guy is going to be ready to go, and that's Donovan Mitchell. And I think that's going to. He can't hold up fucking Darius Garland's game as well. Oh, I yeah, mean, that was crazy. Nah, you know, and I feel like me. an asshole too. I just, I just think if there's someone that's going to be affected, maybe a little bit of. Oh, I think they're all going to be fine. Me personally, from me, I think they're all going to be fine. Just from like a crowd standpoint, but anyone to be affected is going to be the, it's going to be the young guys. But I think. Well, I feel like an asshole because I I'm think like, Mitch is going to go into MSG and like be like, yeah, like that like, Trey Young yeah. shit. Well, when he yeah. dropped thirty, when he dropped thirty eight in game one and lost, I was like, Donovan Mitchell can't score forty a game. Yeah, he can. For like the entirety of this series, yeah, he can. And if you're telling me Donovan Mitchell has to score forty for them to win, this is me after game one. Then the Knicks should win this series. Right. You no, tame him, then fine. And then game two, Garland. Garland goes. And Mitchell doesn't have to do all of it. He's like so nine I'm like, assists. well, shit. Now I look like an asshole because I'm like, oh, you just shut down D. Mitch. Fine. Now, what a what a solid adjustment by the Cavs defense. And they said it. They said we're going to lock down Jalen Brunson and force the other guys to, to make the play. Because RJ can't make a fucking shot. And that's Hello. exactly what happened. So early on, ooh, ooh. Oh, late on. in the first, early in the second, Every time Brunson has the ball, we're trapping. We're trapping. They're backing him up back towards half court. Back towards half court again. And he's got he's, he's off balance on his back foot trying to make a pass. 
and then no one wants to make a shot. He needs RJ. I'm not going to say that the Knicks... You know what's funny? I said when they signed Jalen Brunson, he's here to compliment RJ. Right now, Stop. RJ needs to compliment Jalen Brunson more than anything in the world. And I'm going to say, you know, with, with the Knicks in this sense, I don't think they played that bad of a game. Hear me out. In game two, I don't think they played that bad of a game. It was just that nobody was making shots. No one could hit a shot. And I'm like, when we're going up, I know we're heavily getting pressed. Trapping. Defense was insane. But, like, when we have open shots, no one is hitting a fucking shot. And we're down 25 at half. I feel like they weren't very strong with the ball either that game. And, like, what was kind of annoying is, like, this was Tuesday night. You had Rangers on at 7, and you had Knicks on at 7.30. And then the Rangers go up 2-0, and then 3-0. And then four nothing, and I'm like, all right, so this game's a blowout. Like, let's go back and check on the Knicks. And then that game's a blowout. So I'm like, obviously I'm invested in the Rangers because they're winning, but like, I was kind of hoping like, you know, we could get fire endings down the stretch, and it's just. Were you a saw? Blowout. Were you salty when uh when Julius almost got his commanded? Here's the funniest part about that. <laughs> Reggie Jackson, twelve seconds before Reggie Jackson is like, Tom Thibodeau has to take his starters out. Yeah. Because this yeah. is where injuries happen. Literally 12 seconds later, Jared Allen. What are we doing? You didn't need to go up, bro. You're up 20. You don't need to go up. Let him get the dunk, dude. And then right when it happens, he's sitting there and you can hear the announcers. Both of them. They're like, oh, oh, oh my goodness. Oh. this." And then Reggie right after that, he's like, this is why. What did I just say? And I'm like, yep, yep, yep. What are we doing? And thankfully, he got a, he got his hand down. But what I will say that is could like, have been worse. I mean, it literally, like, I was texting Drew about it and he's like, that literally would have been serious. Series over. Everything. But season over. Let alone fucking series. Series over. We'll get into more basketball in a little bit. Uh, we're going to touch on the Phillies. Get a little update on the Phillies. Because we're going to do that most... M- until they get back on track. We're mostly going to be talking hey, about... Hey, what a series. What a series. What a series. What a series. Hey, Good for hey, them. Relax, Good relax. for them. The fucking pen looks good. I'll say what I really want to talk about. There's a couple guys that look really good. But the, the bullpen looks super solid. Like, top to bottom... Maybe not the most complete bullpen in the MLB, like by a landslide. Let's not keep it. That's not getting twisted. But the top four that we're seeing right now, super, super sturdy. And I think it was like Jose Everardo started off the season with 12 straight Ks. Soto's been good in spots. Kimbrell, eh, but he's good in spots. Yep. And I like how they're using the lineup. Like Thompson was talking about it, how they um, – Craig Kimbrell was like, hey, just let me know like what who I'm facing today because the way they're doing it, um, it's like Sir Anthony might face the top of the lineup, Kimbrough might face the middle of the lineup, and then they'll just use Alvarado or whatever. So like some some days like Sir Anthony doesn't know if he's going like the seventh, it might be Brogdon in the sixth, Kimbrough might go in the eighth one night, sixth one night. So they're just like, let me know who I'm facing, which is cool. I, I like that a lot because when you think like playoffs, which we're not fucking five hundred yet, so let's take our time. But when you think playoffs and you think matchups, well, you have a bunch of different, you have four or five relievers in your pen that can go. Sixth inning, seventh inning, eighth inning doesn't really matter. That's huge for fucking matchups and how nitty gritty it gets. And I think that was a little bit of a hindrance to us last year because it was pretty much like Jose. We need <laughs> can Jose go? Jose can't pitch. Fuck. Like, all right, we're screwed. Well, we can talk about the bats as well. Um, just a little highlight on Bryce Himstott. Yes. Bryce Himstott. Bryce sure. Himstott. I saw Phillies tweet that or NBC Sports. For sure. Love him, that, so Love him in the leadoff spot. Love him. And then spot. here we go for all you Philly fans. Finally. Trey Turner gets his first Philadelphia Big Phillies nod. home run. And now everybody gets to take a breath, including himself, because we saw what he did. Everybody knows what he did in the World Baseball Classic. Now, 
Trey got the first one out of the system. It's just like when when Judge had the sixty two home run. It's like all right, now now we're good. You got it done. You got it done. Trey, see, we, we know we You're know good. Trey. Like I know Trey's gonna be cool. I there's two guys specifically that I'm thinking of right now that I've been loving, and the first one is Edmundo Sosa. I love that man. He's a fucking animal, bro. What were the Cardinals doing, bro? Bro, he is a. The plays he makes at third base, his arm's insane, first of all. There's been a couple plays where he has to back up, like, backhand at third base. You think, like, he has to get rid of that shit, just lob it over, hopefully get a skip, get him out. He holds it right over. Like, I would love to know the velo on the But let's highlight. But he can also hit the the ball plenty of times. Bro, every single time he's in the lineup, I feel like he gets a fucking hit. Or an RBI, moves a runner, something. Just overall great baseball player. I love it, Mundo Sosa. And then second in that I've been loving a lot, Josh Harrison. Huge guy that can come in any spot. Veteran guy from the area. He was talking about, I think it was during the White Sox series. He was like, he had his whole family at the games. Like, I was huge to be able to sleep in my own bed, wake up to my wife and kids and go play a baseball game. He he feels perfectly fine being in that role, coming in every now and again. Like, those two guys specifically, Edmundo and Josh Harris, I think when it comes down the stretch, if we can get to 500 and win some baseball games and yada, yada, those guys will be huge along with the bullpen versatility. Let's highlight, though, with Reese going down. Yep. You move, have to move Boom over for some games, yep. so then Sosa does get those reps in at third. And it, and it, and it, and it is an much. upgrade at third right. base and defense. And what I'm saying and defense is, and defense and defense and defense for sure. But what I'm mainly going off the point of is we wouldn't have seen Sosa in that role as much. much we still would have seen it, yeah, but no, yeah, now he's getting those more reps and having to take on a bigger role 100%. within the team defensively, especially, but also obviously you know in the batter's box as 100%. well. Um, other highlights within the MLB. What's up with the Yanks? How y'all? Yeah, I have a series with the Angels. Yeah, series with the Angels. Shohei Otani or Shohei Otani. I need to say this. I need to say this. My man Nasty Ness is going tonight. I'm eager to bet. Me too. Me too. And so, so, and this is why you want to bet it as well. Narrative, because you know me in the narratives. The Yankees are the only team in the MLB that have not lost a series yet. They lost the game one in this series, and because they split with the Twins, they have better. They didn't lose it. The twins look good. Twins do look very good. With the Angels, they lost the first game 5-2. They won last night on Glaber Torres' walk-off sack fly, 3-2. And then tonight's the deciding, or today at 4-0-5 is the deciding game. Nasty, nasty. So I have to take the Yankees so they can keep that streak alive. Um, Now, seeing how Anthony Volpe has developed, and I love this stat here, his first eight games, he was batting 160. He had four hits and three stolen bases. And his last eight games... Batting 304 with seven hits, his first career MLB home run, and five stolen bases. Uh, and this tweet from um, the New York Evil Empire saying, "Growing up right before our eyes, the 21-year-old shortstop." Now, who's the, the guy on the on the Yankees radio? Who does the calls? Michael K. That's his name. Because you know how I tell you, I'll, I'll be listening to you. when I'm in the car, I'm listening to some Yankee games. I like I like his call specifically. Me too. But I think it was the third game of the season. I think it was one of the, one of those games. And they're talking about the open the, the the lineup and shit. And he gets the Volpe, and he's like, just like the way in his voice, he's like, he just has that quiet confidence. Like he just belongs. And I just and I'm thinking, I'm like, damn, because I don't really, I'm not visually watching a shit Tony Aiken game. Probably maybe 20, 30 yeah, yeah. that I watch, but I listen to a good bit too. I'm like, damn, all right, this kid might be actually cold. When someone says that about a kid, I the way they kind of describe him is how I feel like they described Tyrese Maxey when he first came in. Yeah, just like this kid, like nah, he belongs. Like he might not be killing it right, 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 right now. Right now, playing well. Yeah. I'm sure he's playing good baseball, but like. He gonna be. He's gonna be a problem. Well, he's he's and and this is what the Yankees have been adjusting to in the previous seasons is being more active on the base pass. 
stealing bases, getting runners in scoring position. And that's exactly what the pitch clock is. Bro, did you see? Have you seen the stats about the stolen bases, the success rate this year now with all the changes and shit? The success rate's like, it's like, I think they said it was like comparable to some of the best base dealers of all time. Their percentages is what the base uh, stealing percentage now is comparable to, which is crazy. Which, I mean, I don't know. I'm cool with it, but shit. And I'm just, I'm liking the play out of Volpe. And I, you, you look at a guy f- for who they traded for last year to get Isaiah Connor Falefa. Anthony Volpe, this 21 year old kid, just took your fucking job, dude. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. 21 mm-hmm. year old kid. That's how it goes. And, like, I'm sure there's a bunch of baseball fans, maybe even some Yankees fans out there that were like, you know, maybe he's going to come up, maybe he'll play a couple games, and then, like, maybe they'll, they'll you know, send him back down. Maybe. That is clearly not, not the, case. the case. That's the fucking <laughs> going to need that And, again, <laughs> this is a team that is has are, are still without pitcher Carlos Rodon, yeah. still without center fielder Harrison Bader. Yeah. Josh Donaldson still on the I.L. Yeah. There's still a lot of guys in the, the, in the box, and especially – in this rotation, when we have Clark Schmidt just giving up runs like no fucking Clark tomorrow. Schmidt. I like I like Brito though. Brito, yeah. I mean, he got shelled against. He the did, but it, you know that was coming. I mean, two yeah, good, dude, two nasty stars. Yeah, you know that was That's coming. fine. Yeah, it was coming. More stats, uh, more cool notes to highlight here. Uh, speaking of the Angels in this Yankee series, from Bleacher Report, walk off. Shohei Otani could be traded, and quote will definitely leave the Angels if they fall out of playoff contention this season. You gotta know that was very. Coming. High thing to note. Had to know that was coming. I would Will be, the Mets buy in? Because we all know they want to. They all they all want to buy. Some in. kind of pinstripes in New York. I think he should be in. Me personally. And everyone. To Not that my point, division specifically. At, to that point, everyone would say he's staying in L.A. and he's going to the Dodgers. That'd be fire too. He needs to be. How I talked about. Remember we were talking about how uh, Mookie Bad's going to a random Duncan. Yeah, yeah. I kind of that. I don't know where I told you that that thoughts came from, but I was thinking about Shohei. And it was a real baseball classic. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, obviously Shohei's gigantic in Japan. Like everyone Shohei is LeBron in Japan. Cool, 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 cool. But he that motherfucker needs to go somewhere in a huge market and be in the playoffs and be in the CS and and just be on ESPN and just be in the limelight in a big market here. Yeah. So bad for this fan base. Cause that motherfucker alone, he's talking about how he gonna start throwing lefty, six finger gloves. I mean, he's hitting. Didn't he hit a dinger in this series? Yeah. He's, well, okay. He's, he's getting eight Ks, twelve Ks. Like someone needs to see him in a big market every single goddamn night. We cannot Giannis this man. He Speaking cannot be in Milwaukee. Speaking of the dinger that he had, Ang- Angels or whatever. This pissed me off to no end when Shohei Otani hit the home run in the first game of this series. NBC Sports Philadelphia is showing this <laughs> Shohei on TV. But then the next night, Aaron Judge robs Shohei Otani in center field. No, don't give me that shit. Don't give me and that shit. And then it's a two-run no, homer in his next at-bat. Don't give me that shit. So don't I'm like, don't give me that shit. Show when fucking Aaron, nah, Judge nah, nah. When Aaron the same Judge was love chasing that, that record. Did Shohei nah, Otani when, when he had Judge, home Judge was That's chasing, some bullshit. When Judge was chasing that record last year, every single game, bro. This is a regular season Every single game. The Phillies are literally in a, a heated wild card race. And every game, I'm going to a split screen of an Aaron Judge at bat. Do I don't give a fuck. Do y'all I hate the check. Yankees that much that we I have to show a home run? I can check. That's bullshit. Twitter's going to give me a clip. I'm, bro, Alec Bowman's at bat in second and third. We're a game behind the pod. We're a game up on the Padres. They're up in their game. Like, I'm trying to watch my game. Come on. What the, I don't no. care about Aaron no. Judge at bat in the second inning. No. Like, I don't History. care. 
No, bro, don't give me no. that shit. I'm like, oh, that that must mean nah. that you guys must hate the Yankees that fucking nah, bad. That we have to show a random it. Shohei Otani home run against the Yankees in the first game nah. of the series. Come on, dude, we we're just, in fucking we April. We had enough of the Yankees. We're we in saw, April we for Christ's sake. Judge. We now we get to, well. Before we move on, one last headline from ESPN: The Oakland Athletics have signed a binding agreement to purchase land near the Las Vegas Strip. They intend to construct a 1.5 billion dollar 35,000 seat major league ballpark <laughs> team president announced Wednesday night. Now, this is also very 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 intriguing, a little condescending as well because just days ago, Oakland Athletic fans saying we are going to reverse boycott June 13th's home game and we're going to pack the stadium and make it a sellout. Why? Because they want to show the front office that this is not the fans' fault. It's and just it funny so, how this it's such a shame they are so ass that they are that the, the war is the fans in the front office. They are so ass that the war is between the fans in the front office. Going to Vegas ain't going to save y'all. It ain't save the Raiders. And, and for damn sure, how many? Yeah, three wins. Well, it, it, it did. Four I mean, wins. It, it's it's kind of working getting a hockey team there. I will say with the Vegas Golden Knights. My fault. Yeah. Okay. My fault. My fault. But they going people say that shit was rigged. Expansion, but now you can expand, say this though. expansion draft. They are gonna say that was rigged. True. True. And I did that. I said that too. But it is what it is. now now Vegas would have a football team, a hockey team, and a baseball team. Big positives, and we gotta go to and I, I, we gotta go to Vegas. Like we ha I got. I'm I tired mean, of not be, not having my Vegas trip. I need a Vegas trip. Well, and a lot of things with the fans. Why the why the front office is saying it's the fans' fault is because yet again, Oakland Athletics minor league teams. Are having more fans in their ballparks for their games than their major league team out of the athletics. That's us, bro. Yeah. So just GGs. key things to highlight yeah. there as we will move on. Shout to... out Kyle Verbisky in the A system, though. His game's getting sold no, out. No, he's in he's in Baltimore now. Oh man. He's my with fuck, the Orioles. My fuck, Kyle. Shout out Kyle though. Yeah. That's, like, that's yeah. a great system to be in. Also, got a, that's a great got, system yeah, to be that's, in. Okay. We gotta that's work our magic. We gotta work our magic and, and get him on the show. Yeah, facts. I want to know what's going on in Baltimore. That's a fucking. That's a great system to be in. They got a bunch of young talent. We, we can, we can. We, we, you know, we Let's should go. go. To, we should go. We were saying we want to go to Camden Yards. We should go find the damn minor league thing and go see if we can go watch them. That'd be hard. We'll get there though. That uh, off camera shit. We'll we'll fucking That'd we'll figure it out. Anyway, let's go. Take me to Dylan Brooks and the comments and everything that happened last night oh in this Lakers God. game. Let's go. Nah, I just I fuck. Well, first of all, this Memphis Lakers series is a brawl. Yep. Great series. One name I do want to hide in the series. Uh, Rui Achimura. Great revival. Don't know what was going on in Washington. Don't watch a lot of Wizards basketball. But whatever the fuck was going on over there, I'm happy you flushed that down the toilet and you're fucking hooping the playoffs now. Sure. That's fucking huge. But Dylan Brooks and LeBron going at it. Yo, that quote, like, I've been laughing about that shit for 24 hours straight. People, what did he say again? I poke bears. I don't respect you until you come and give me 40. That's exactly how he was talking to. With the, gla with the glasses, with the too. Glasses and the so he said he's he, he old. He's old. He is old. I mean, LeBron is old. I fucking love that shit. The thing about Dylan Brooks that fucks me up, though, is that, like, you play good defense. Like, you do play good defense. You put in good effort. But do you really strap people at the highest level and the highest in the highest games? I got to see it. And you be jacking, and you don't be dropping 20, 30 every night. But besides that, besides everything I just stated, so pretty much besides basketball, like pretty much, I fucking love Dylan because Brooks, he, bro. I 
fucking love he it. He likes being the I villain. I love it, bro. I, exactly. And he inherits it. I love that shit, bro. You can see as soon as LeBron had like, first of all, LeBron got the ball, told everyone to get the fuck out. Had Dylan Brooks on him, told everyone to get the fuck out. Hit a little fadeaway on him. LeBron bitches fade away. Went back and he started talking shit. And I'm like, I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, LeBron started talking shit. And then you see, as soon as LeBron started talking shit, Dylan Brooks just goes, yeah, yeah. I'm like, he got him. Like, yeah, that's literally all. That's, that's literally all he But here's what I'm saying. He this is what I want to say about Brooks. He's doing all this talking and yipping and yapping back at LeBron, yep. and that's fine. He's getting LeBron but James. You're you're dropping twelve points and five fouls last night. Oh, absolutely. LeBron's going twenty eight and twelve. Oh, and, okay, oh, no, and, and we can look at his numbers, and his numbers are horrible. Like I'm talking, he's probably like three for twelve or something. LeBron has nah, yeah, yeah, LeBron's yeah, yeah. getting more rebounds. Yeah, than nah, yeah, 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 he backs it up because he still plays and he's going to guard LeBron. He's going to talk his shit. And, and LeBron still ain't scored 40 on him. So I can't say he ain't back the shit. <laughs> I mean, but he, yeah, he in the sense that he, he ain't going, he's not about to drop there. Nah, yeah, he is who he is. He is who he is. But I, I, for who he is, though, I fucking love him. But tell me why. Tell me why him. it was always Memphis last night, knowing oh, that Ja was out. Oh, Memphis! Memphis record without now this year specifically their record without Ja wasn't spectacular because all the shit that was all the shit that was going on. Correct. But I think that was more of a distraction. But if you look at the record the year before without Ja, it was incredible. Even even the playoff series, it took a game or two I think off the Warriors without Ja. So I'm looking at that shit. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Like, first of all, and we're down 0-1. We can't lose. Yeah. And the first of all, Ja was a game time decision too. If Ja was a, wasn't a game time decision and the line moved. Maybe the, maybe my decision is different, but I'm just looking at the line as a minus one. I'm pretty sure I had Memphis as a plus one, and I'm like, okay. So if Ja does play, this line is moving, cool. And Ja plays, cool. What the fuck? Down to one. And if he doesn't play, I like my spot regardless. So I had to take that. Plus, everyone's on. Do the you way think when time. when Ja returns, will that hand be the same? That shooting hand. I was listening to Keyshawn. I mean, I think he. I mean, he's a dog, bro. Uh, yesterday morning, I was listening to Keyshawn, J Will, and Max, and what. Jay what was saying is that players, not as a dirty play, but when you're going up for a lap, they might hit that hand. Oh, 100%. And, and, and uh, see where 100%. you're at. 100%. Yeah, take foul on that shit. Try to pick you. Take a foul there. Oh, right, you'll see it. But, like, speaking of the going up, we'll just talk about the fucking charge shit. Yeah. So I saw people talking about that. And, you know, obviously Giannis with the back. MRI, he's cool. Thank God. Yep. Jaw with his hand obviously turns out to be cool. Thank God. People were saying we need to take the charge out the game. No, we don't, bro. No, we don't. We've done so much shit to help people on offense. Like the amount of rules that they've implemented in the last five, six years to help the offensive players, which I can't say are incorrect, but to keep them safe and to allow the game to flow better and shit. You need to be able to do something on defense to stop them. And a charge is is they even change the rules with the charge. So what the fuck do you want him to do? Like, obviously, it is a, it is a, is it a dangerous play? Yeah, it's a dangerous play. And I mean, John Moran's jumping fucking fifty feet in the air and he's going to a charge. What can we really do? Can we tell John to go to the basket hard? No, he has to. Can we tell his guy to take a charge? No, he has to. And some things are is what comes with the game. It's like kickoff in football. We can put we can make so many changes to kickoff and punt in football, but at the end of the day, 
got the guys going fast as fuck in one direction. Another guy's going fast as fuck in the opposite direction. Something's going to happen. Same with the charge thing. It's the part of the game. You can change as many rules with it. You can make it go farther out. You can do all these things. But at the end of the day, you got guys like Jabba Rant coming down the lane fast as fuck, going high as shit. Someone's stopping that momentum. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. I, I, I think you... I don't know. There's nothing you can really... You know what I mean? What the fuck? At, the, at that point, it's going to be 150 to 140 every night. No charges. Like, we should go to the rack. Sure. Nah. I ain't buying that. Especially in the playoffs, too, when a lot that. of those turnovers that come from charges <clears throat> in the playoffs are big changing moments oh, in these 100%. games. 100%. Momentum swings. All yeah. that. Yeah. Nah. Well, let's keep it with these NBA playoffs as well. Clippers, Suns, and tell me about your boy. <laughs> I mean, not my boy, no. I mean, it's, it, I know. it's full. It's full. Fuck, boy. Because like, it is full. Toronto, yeah, I see. It, I know. It, it's the full, shot against the lead. That's what we're referring bro. to, like, it's actually ladies and gentlemen. full. Like, fuck him. Like, I actually. But, like, highly respect and appreciate watching his greatness because he is killing the Suns. I think he's averaging, like, 36 or, like, 33, 6 and 6 right now. And it, it, ain't, it ain't look like it's going to stop anytime soon. Now, thank God D-Book dropped his 38-piece in Did game two. Did you see two. after game two when Kawhi and Chris Paul walked by each other? Ooh, they're bumping shoulders. I, listen. What did ESPN say? Strictly business. I, I think, I mean, we know Chris Paul the petty king, and we know he's a little dirty. And I, I didn't know Kawhi. I guess not Kawhi ain't no bitch. But, I mean, Kawhi will just cook you. I mean, he's going to give you, like we've seen, 31, 5, and 5, right. 38, 6, and 8. Like, he's going to cook you. And I think that's not t- stopping anytime soon. And, and I'm going to have to rebuttal on my point that I made last show talking about, oh, they got KD now. You guys got, y'all ready about that? These motherfuckers in the clip show got Kawhi. Can we say Were that? Were y'all ready for that, the Phoenix? Were y'all ready for Kawhi? And now we. Russell Westbrook is dropping 25, 27 points. Looking like the old Ru- With a line of like 14 and a half. Looking like the old Russell Westbrook. Well, I actually, you know what's funny? I texted my boys for the last game. I said, you know, Russell's line is 17 and a half, and he took 17 shots last game. But I just can't bet on Russ right now. My fault, Russ. And he fucking had 29. But like, and damn. And that's the game that I took his assist, and he's just point scoring. I'm like, nice, man. I don't know, Phoenix. Maybe I was wrong last week. You know week. what? I'll say it too then. I'll say it too then. Remember my point last week? I said, I don't know what, what it is, but I feel like I'm the only one sleeping on the Clippers. I guess I should stop. Should I wake up? I think I got to wake up. I mean, definitely. Sleeping. I mean, I wasn't sleeping on the Clippers. I was telling you how I love that team. I just thought maybe KD being in the Suns. Is Chris Paul basketball hindering the possibilities of KD and Book? I don't I don't know. Here's the other thing. Both Booker and KD have lines every fucking night of like 28 and a half. Maybe I'm tweaking. And I'm like, so what? I, I might have been tweaking. The lines are predicting. Like, think about that, though. The lines are predicting basically every game in this series so far, KD and Book to have 30 each. Yeah. I don't see that fucking happening. Yeah. Has it happened yet? No. Yeah. When my, Booker my, gets 30, my, KD my doesn't. My fault CP on that straight. Well, I don't it's know. Not it's not true. I'm just saying. Because the, the, clip, the Clippers is here, and yep. I like it. And Kawhi's hooping. That's all needs to be said, and you need to be tuning in to these games. I think they play every night. And the Clippers, and that line drastically dropped. It was 7.5, 7.5, and, and, and now it's uh, Suns minus 2.5. And, and sticking. And I, I don't know why I don't take the fucking Clippers. Sticking with the West as well. Warriors and Kings have to talk about Sabonis and Draymond Green. <sighs> the bullshit suspension. I mean, we're just, we're, I think everybody can be in agreement that, Draymond Green, what he did was obviously uncalled for, and it was rightfully so that he got ejected. Should not be stomping on people. Understood. He did a good He tried to do an ollie off him, bro. Literally, he, dude. I thought that shit but was fucking hilarious. We're punishing the reactor. <laughs> yes. We are punishing the reactor That's who was baited all series long so far in these two games. Ankles being ripped to the ground, taking tough contact down low from Zabonis. 
And then we grab that ankle. What are you going to do? Get the fuck off me. I'm going to get what? What? I think. And he and he grabbed his ankle, by the way. People were trying to say he was yeah. trying to cover his feet. No fit. way, dude. You he can was, see him. He, was, he gave the ankle a bear hug. He was trying. Now, nah, get get, get, hey, Sabonis, good shit. You got the Oscar. You mean you sold it. You sold it. You, we know, you, you we baited know him and doing. you got the reaction. You know what you were doing. That's, that's what you wanted. Fine. And you've been doing it all series. We you know can also address that they did the right thing in the game and that should have been the end of it. Yes. We assess the yes. foul and yes. bonus. It should have been. And then we assess the ejection. Flagrant two, whatever. Ejection by Draymond. That's it. Flagrant one if you wanted to. Technical if you wanted to. Once a bonus. Let's keep it pushing. So does this. If it happened again, then we suspend Draymond. But we've seen Draymond before the season. It was 2016 when the Cavs won the finals when he reached his, uh, I think it was 16 technical limit. I mean, he was doing shit all of. I think that's, that's, that was the same playoffs that he kicked Steven Adams in the nuts. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Is that worse than stepping on Sabonis? In my opinion, the kickers of the nuts is way worse than stepping on Sabonis. Because, I mean, I mean, Steven Adams was just sitting there trying to contest. Sabonis was grabbing his leg. Now, one was a technical, I believe, or maybe a flagrant, whatever. And now one's in a game suspension. And they're saying, are we targeting guys? Is it because it's Draymond Green or is it because he stepped on him? I think it's because of the Draymond Green history, and I think everybody sees that. I don't think we are anything special by saying that. Everybody knows at all, at they all. Are looking at the history of Draymond Green. We're already Green redundant. And saying that. And that's what it is. But this poises the question with the stats that have been shown of how the Warriors produce on offense and defense as a team. With and without Draymond Green, Absolutely. no matter what you say about Draymond Green Absolutely. as a player, stats don't fucking lie, and the Warriors are significantly a worse basketball team without Draymond than with him. 100%. So this poses the question, can the Warriors win this series <laughs> when they're down 2-0 and it's the first game at home and Draymond's not there? Win the series. I think there's tremendous value there. Plus, if you go down 3-0 tonight, and I think the Warriors minus six. I want that line to go down to five and a half. Hopefully, the public grabs the the high Kings line. We can get a five and a half. I like the Warriors there too, and we obviously heard my parlay, obviously. So I do like the Warriors win the series. It's going to seven. Yeah, seven games going to be in Sacramento. I do think the Warriors can win that. Now, what I did say to you earlier, and this is my point of why I'm probably going to be betting the Warriors for the rest of the series. Okay, Steph Curry. With fuel, they just gave his man a bad, a bad suspension. You know him and Draymond talk. If you watch the interview that them two did, you see they close, and he knows how Draymond is. You know Draymond was talking shit to Steph over. Steph, you gotta get my back, bro. Just give me this one, bro. Give me this one. We gonna get this series. We gonna get these motherfuckers out of here. You know Draymond, bro. You know Draymond. So I'm thinking Steph Curry with fuel. It's like a bodybuilder on roids. Oh, okay. Like, you can't give him fuel. How could I not back this? It is plus 150 to win the series. Can I get him plus one and a half? Oh, you got to check that for me. But if you can get him plus one and a half, take the plus one and a half. It's going seven. It's going plus one and a half Warriors for the series, for sure. But the next few games, we are backing the Warriors 100%. Do not give Steph Curry fuel. And I will happily crash out with the Warriors here. Happily. I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all, Nation. Done deal. I'm Before we but, move. But uh, let's not say I didn't worry all last week. I didn't say it was going to happen, though. Let's not say I just didn't say it was, I know. Let's I, not say well, I didn't tell y'all last week. One last thing. What I was going to say was. I told y'all we last did, week, man. You know, you said going into Sacktown, remember? It's going to be a problem. Going into Sacktown and, and with the crowd noise and everything, they're going to lose game one. Guess what, sorry ass idiot said was one. going to take the Kings, takes the Warriors in game one. Because I'm like, bro, it's the fucking Warriors. 
and I I fucking did and they lost both games. So I'm over two yeah, right now in Warriors basketball. Game two, game but two now, is hurt me. But now being down 0-2 with the Warriors, betting wise and obviously in the series. I'm pushing the chips in. Let's push the yep. chips in. Yep. Steph, it's, take me home, baby. That's exactly right. Now, before we get into our last topic of the day, real quick for uh Tank and the Garcia fight. They're betting their entire purse. They are. Right before we get to oh, that, I do God. have to say a funny story. Um I'm gonna try to make this fucking short. So yesterday I had the job interview. Now the the role was a sports for this company that I'm not going to name, sports-minded marketing representative. Seems like a good role that can accent what we want to do here, and then I can get some money, mm -hmm. and we're back on track, right? Mm -hmm. 100%. I like that. So I have her first inter interview on Zoom, and I was said that I was going to be talking about the pay and the daily duties. We don't talk about any of that. We talk about like my work history. And what they did say, which is very cool, is that the podcast experience here, doing this show, outweighed everything else in my resume. So I think that's pretty cool to say that something that we fucking built has more <laughs> weight than professional work experience. Crazy. And for everybody out there listening, that's literally just fucking buckling down and believing in yourself. 100%. Not making this motivational. I want to tell a story. Back to the fucking story. After that, I moved to the second interview. And I come to the office. So I drive to Cherry Hill, New Jersey, 45 minutes away. Yeah. And I go through two interviews. I learn from those two interviews that it's door-to-door -door sales walking around for six hours a day selling Verizon to people's homes. And the first thing they said to me when I walked in was, oh, like we would like to see a degree there. Nice. Happy that you have your degree. And I'm like, what? So you just, this is a job where you hire people that like don't have degrees? Like that's, you just sold me on that. And then they shied away for the longest time. They beat around the bush, not saying it was door-to-door -door sales. Then listen to this. It's commission-based only. Then listen to this. The hours are 11.30 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. Monday through Friday. 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday. Damn. What? Damn. My thing is, damn, they can't tell nobody though. Right, because why because if it, you see why, if you see door to door sales on the application, you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna show up. I would have been. That's why. So I'm like, this is right when I was leaving. I'm like, this is misleading as fuck. Yeah, I would. I was like, and the whole thing. I read the reviews on the company, and they're like, it's door to door sales, but if they tell you that, you won't show up for the interview, and mm -hmm. you won't get to the office. And I'm like, well, that's. That this this happens? We That's do this? Crazy. We lie to get people to show up? We dance around the bush not telling people it's door-to-door -door sales? People lie about anything, get the bro. fuck out of here. People I thought that was something sports-minded. You know what the fucking branch manager says? Oh, I wanted to be a sports agent. And 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 now four four to five years later after school, you know, I went to school trying to be a sports agent. Four or five years later, I'm a branch manager of this place. All right, Michael Scott. Cool, man. Cool. And then he's like, I see Brian Dawkins shit and Eagle shit all over the office. So I'm like, oh, this is why it's sports-minded? Because you wanted to be a sports agent and you're hanging shit around the office? Or is it is that it? Or is it because you want sports-minded people because then you won't get, you know, you'll get cool people, I guess. What? Unfortunate. Let's fucking lie. Just had to tell that story. Hopefully fucking TikTok likes that one. Unfortunate. Anyway, over to uh, Tank and Ryan Garcia betting the entire purse. I like that. They did it on IG Live. I think he was with, with Kai. Kai, who is now recently banned from Twitch. Is he going bullshit. to kick? Bullshit. I'm not a kick? I'm not a Kai guy, but bullshit. Is he going to kick? Don't ban my people. Let my people do what they want to do. Anyway, Free Kai. Anywho, um, I think that was fucking tough throwing IG live and they're like, you bet the purse. Yeah, I'll bet the fuck. Bro, purse. Kai was instigating as fuck too. I'm now, like, bro, sit down. When we get to the fight, like I'm Ryan, why are you trying to bet your purse? You might need that shit for your jaw, homie. Well, remember, remember. Like, Tank, you might need that. I mean, I know insurance and shit, but. Uh, and, and, and remember, we, we heard it. Tank had the tune up in uh, January. 
Ryan hasn't fought in, in in almost a year. And I've been trying to talk myself into betting Ryan Garcia because I'm seeing like plus 200 for some. I originally saw like plus because the original line like months ago, uh, Tank was like minus 330. And Ryan Garcia was like plus 275 on FanDuel. And I was like, I might just take this now. But, you know, you ain't trying to take no shit months ahead and whatever. So I'm seeing him now plus 212. I'm like, why do I not want to take this? And then I heard my man on oh, You Bet. <laughs> My, my, man, my man from Daily Wager. Daily Wager Joe. He got me right. And he told me, all right, Javante had to tune up. Javante is, I mean, I've watched a couple of the last Javante's fights. Javante's fucking cold. I mean, he's cold as fuck. I've watched probably his last three fights. He's cold as shit. But I keep seeing, you always see these like these like Twitter highlights of like Ryan, Ryan Garcia's left hook just knocking people the fuck out. And I was like almost getting hooked. Like, I might just take that shit. But I don't know. He's a little too small. Even when you see like the pictures on ESPN, like you see the picture when they were talking about him, you can like visually see the difference in size. And over seven and a half rounds is the line. I From, do yeah. I do like that. Joe Fortenbaugh, by the way. Tank might beat that little boy ass. He might just like early on bodies. Then we're just gonna go up top a couple times and we go right back to the body. Bah. And then we're gonna wait for you to throw your hooks, open up. Ah, return one. Like he might just wear that boy down. I don't know. I, I don't. Um, I don't know how sharp, and I don't know. Obviously, I know uh, Garcia is long, and he's got to use that to his advantage. I don't know how sharp with his, height as well. I don't know how sharp his jab is, or how dangerous it is, or how fast he paces it, or how much, how long it takes him to ease into the fight. I don't know. I don't know the many that that specifics of Ryan Garcia. We haven't that seen him on that many main stage fights, to be honest. So for me, it's pretty much highlights and shit. Well. So if he can do that and he can't control the fight and he can c- control the distance and he can and he can play in the ring in his spots, then he might have a shot. I plus two hundred look juicy, but I think Tank might be that little boy ass. That's the play that I'm scared. That, and why you bet your purse, man? Don't do that. That's the play that Joe Fordenball, ESPN's Daily Wager, put out this morning on first take, which was like you said, the over seven and a half rounds, and he also like had that, minus one forty tank by knockout. I'm gonna take the value here. I really think. Garcia's gonna get this done. There's a lot of fucking yeah, talk. Yeah, you do. I'm gonna take the I like value. it. Okay. I like the height and the reach factor. Wait, can you take something? Can you take like what can you take? Can you take like a spread? Can you take something to mitigate? You, or, do you, or do you just have to take the plus two fifteen? I love this from you though. I love it. I think I my my gut is telling me to take Garcia. I'm seeing a lot of people taking tank. It's tank, 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 tank. And I know tank is good. My goddamn self. But like, damn, this would be. I just don't know. Well, that's why. What? If they if they would rig it if they it, you know what I start thinking if they would rig it for somebody, in in Tank versus Garcia, who would they rig it for? I think they would rig it for Ryan Garcia. I think they would rig it for Ryan. I want to be on the side of the rigging. For plus two fifteen, I'll be on the side of the rigging. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, the other thing that's crazy to note as well, both of these fighters are undefeated with Absolutely. twenty-three knockouts out of Tank and nineteen from Ryan Garcia. Everybody's getting Tank dropping everybody. So Tank dropping one of those everybody. guys. Is gonna walk away with their first career loss here. Yep. Which is tough. Yep. Like, which makes this fight way more enticing. And their prayers. Hey, we know that, you know, there's not a lot of boxing fans out there. There's more USC fans. But these are the guys that you want to tune into. 100%. And there's a couple more. There's a couple. I mean, I've been talking about them a couple times on this. I mentioned those two guys. Obviously, you got Shakur, you got Devin Haney. I've talked about a lot of young boxing guys. There's a lot of young boxing guys right now that can help you get into boxing if you've been looking. Just watch out. Make sure you watch when they fight. Because, I I mean, Devin Haney, my favorite right now. But there's a couple guys. I mean, Shakur's right there. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Shakur's nasty. But, you know what I mean? So Manny is on tank. 
I'm on Ryan. We're going to wrap this whole bitch up. What a show, jam-packed show. If you have watched on YouTube and you liked what you saw, drop a like, a comment, and make sure to hit that subscribe button. Like I said at the beginning, we do release these as clips, so if you can't make it through the entirety of each show, you will see these segments posted as well. And if you are not following us on our social media platforms, Twitter at 80EDPodcast, Instagram at 80EDPod, and our TikTok, which is just the name of the show. And forgot to mention, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We love you listeners, our loyal listeners. Give us those ratings. You've been listening to the All Day AJ. Oh my God. You've been listening to the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs, but you can call me All Day AJ. What a fucking show. We will see you when we see you. Enjoy the weekend, the folks. Knicks are minus one and a half at home. Game three. Don't Knicks go, Rangers. See you soon. Wait, but they were plus five and a half. Vegas beats me.